Plaster, and today on Living in the Pages, I speak with New York Times bestselling author Kim Holden. We discuss tacos, coffee, speaking surfer, and choosing positivity. Hello, Kim. Good morning, Willow. Good morning. I am so excited to talk to you. I'm probably not near as excited as I am to talk to you this morning. Well, I have to tell you, when I saw that you had been standing in my line at Book Bonanza, I just about cried because Aww. you're Kim freaking Holden. Aww. Well, I was happy to stand in your line and just watch everybody come through. And you look like like this fairy princess. You oh just my goodness. So <laughs> beautiful. So Aww, thank yeah. you. You are just one of my favorite people and I feel like I have not even had a chance to get to know you like to be able to say that but I know it in my knower that you are and I just I love you so much oh, well, you, you spread good love and juju around on a regular basis and I just I want to thank you for that I feel like that too I mean I think there's just those certain people when you get near them there's this really good energy and I feel like you're one of those people thank um you yeah and thank you for even wanting to do this because I haven't had a book out in almost two years and I am writing but I don't know when it will be ready let's <laughs> talk about that what's going on and what is your typical process and how how is this different. I feel like oh, there's nothing typical uh, about me. I think that's true for any um, creative person, whether it's a writer mm -hmm. or any other type of artist or anything. But like when I put out my first two books, I, I didn't think anyone would read them. It was more just a it was something on my bucket list. I wanted to write a book and it was something mm -hmm. I always wanted to do. And I hit my mid thirties and I was like, you know what? I'm not getting any younger. I better just start this thing. And that took years and years and years to finish the first one. And then mm. by the time I put out Brightside, like I didn't have any readers. I didn't, and it was fine. I just mm -hmm. had fun writing books. So those all took a little while to write and I worked full time. And then when people started reading Brightside, that blew me away and it just takes over your life I mean yeah completely overwhelming but in the most beautiful way and then I got through 2015 I was still writing still working two jobs and then oh, trying to travel and then 2016 I thought you know what I quit one of my jobs I'm just gonna work one job one day a week and then I'm gonna write full-time mm -hmm. I, I did it for a year but I found out really quick that I'm not cut out to be a full-time writer. So really? yeah. So then 2017, I took the whole year off. I didn't write at all. And I'm slowly writing. Has it been hard to pick it back up or um, a good thing? I think it was a good thing because I needed that time away just to focus on family and, mm -hmm. and all that stuff again. Not that I had lost that, but it, it's so hard when you're trying to travel to signings every month. And yeah. I felt like I was never home and I wasn't giving them the attention they needed, even though my husband's like, you know, this isn't going to last forever. Go have fun while you can and mm -hmm. enjoy this and <laughs> do your thing. And he's always my biggest cheerleader and my son too. But I, I felt bad. Like I was missing out on yeah. my son growing up. And so I don't know about other writers, but I felt like I needed to write 
every day and every day I didn't produce necessarily. And then I just felt like a failure. So Mm -hmm. it just, it wasn't a good experience. So with this book, I just, when I feel like writing, then I sit down for a couple hours and I write. So it's always a positive experience. That's great. Yeah. It's got to be liberating to get to that point. Yeah. And I think everyone's different because there are those people that can sit down and, you know, write every day and they write consistently amazing books and they're built to write, but I'm not that Hmm. person. So it's good to find what works for me. I'm glad you have found that place. Well, thank you. (laughs) I must admit, Brightside scared me so bad because I kept seeing people crying and the tear emojis (laughs) when it came out. And I bought it, but I had just had a really big loss in my life, so I held off reading it, but I love it. And I wonder um, how much of that has your personality, like Kate? Um, I wrote the book because she's the person I want to be when I grow up. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I I wish I was more like her than uh, I probably am. I mean, there's different things about her. Like, I don't play music, but Mm -hmm. that is my first love. So I would say just her passion and love for music is, is definitely mine. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I try to be a loyal friend and I try to be there for everyone. And, uh, I do love tacos just as much as she does. (laughs) And and I did love coffee as much as she did. And, and I had to give it up. Like, I think there was more coffee in my bloodstream than actual blood in my bloodstream. (laughs) Um, did you like it black like her? No, that that part is based on my mom because my mom, in her entire life, she always had a cup of black coffee in her hand, always. Mm. So that part is my mom. But I don't know. I think I always say that uh, as far as Bright say that book, I'm more like Keller than I am like Kate. Mm. But she really is the person I would love to be. Like, I want to be more spontaneous and always try to be mm-hmm. positive. And that's always much harder than being negative. And being happy is always much harder than being sad. Even if you have a relatively good life and you don't have a lot of problems, it's always much easier to go negative than to, to be positive. That's so true. And happy. So true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I've dealt with depression throughout my adult life. So. And know what that struggle's like to get to a good place again. Mm-hmm. And it's a fight. And sometimes it's a daily fight. But it's much better to fight for that than to give in to the sadness. I agree. I didn't mean to, like, bring the conversation down there. But No, this is a conversation. <laughs> My family, we've been having this conversation a lot lately to choose happiness. And it is a daily challenge. Yeah. worth fighting for. Definitely. I think that's one of my favorite things that's come out of this book. Cause like I said, I didn't, I didn't have readers. I didn't think anyone would read it. And the voice that the book is written in, is not for everyone. Like everyone doesn't say dude as much as I do. <laughs> the surfer jargon cracked me up, dude. I grew up in Denver area. So <sighs> we say dude all the time. My husband and I, like we met in high school and we've always talked that way. And like a lot of the things that Gus says are things that my husband's says or has said so the way that it's written is is not for everyone I get that so funny um and I didn't think anyone would really read it but 
the messages that I've received over the years, I don't, I can't even explain it. I never, ever thought I would have any response to the book or just any response to anything I would do in my life. Like I have with this book and Mm. to have people email you or, you know, if you meet them in person or just a message through Facebook and tell you that the book has changed their Mm -hmm. life. It's basically that it's that hope and positivity that, that they get from it. And that's that's such an honor. So that's a beautiful thing. Very, very lucky. It's got to be a little bit difficult, and I feel like I've struggled with this because my first book still does better than my other books to try to kind of live up to that first one that came out. I don't know if you feel that way at all, but I just want to encourage you to write what you feel now, oh, you know, whatever you. that is. Well, first of all, I don't think you should feel that way because Folsom is one of my favorite books. Oh, thank uh, you. I loved Folsom. Well, oh. and I loved horror too. Thank so I don't you. think you should feel that way. Even if like the sales numbers didn't, you know, right. translate, your writing is beautiful and you. emotional. And yes, yeah, so don't feel that way. But I don't know. I think I. I I didn't know what to expect and um bright side by far I mean my other books sell you know a fraction of what bright side does to this day and it came out 4 years ago mm-hmm. and it's been translated into like eight different languages in eight different countries now wow. and not that I thought all my books were going to be successful but it's just kind of strange when just one book yeah. does well. Yeah. But I think taking a year off helped put everything in perspective Good. in my life in general. But I'm just grateful. You know, if the other books didn't sell at all and that was the only book that anyone ever read, I'd be grateful that anyone was it's reading still it. Amazing. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't follow trends and I always just write what I'm feeling and what's kind of important to me. So I talked to a friend uh, who, like both of us have talked about our struggles with depression when we were younger mm-hmm. and, and throughout adult life. And we had that conversation and we both kind of had the same reaction at the end. Like, I have to do something, you know, mm-hmm. I can't just sit here. I need to do something. I need to help someone or try to empower someone. I just have to do something for somebody else. And so I went to my son's school and his English teacher let me talk to all three of her classes. This was when he was in eighth grade, I think. So we had just open dialogue about depression. These kids were so candid. I mean, and very, very honest, either sharing out loud or they all had to write something down Mm -hmm. and, and leave it with me. And it was heartbreaking how many kids are dealing with depression to the point where they're suicidal yeah. and they were trying to reach out. So the book I'm writing now is about a 17-year-old boy who is suicidal and he's depressed and it's called The Other Side. And it's basically just the perception he has of himself. He thinks very little of himself. Mm-hmm. And uh, you'll see through the book the other side of how other people view him and it's not at all what lines up with how he sees himself oh I can't wait to read it you know even if there's just one kid that reads it that's struggling and in that dark place and they see that 
maybe their perception of themselves is not what they put out to the rest mm-hmm. of the world, you know, that they are loved and they are good and people care about them. Wow. That's the hope anyway. I have no doubt you will get the message across. Oh, thank you. So let me know when when it's coming out. It won't be this year. I'm shooting for sometime late spring, maybe early mm-hmm. summer. Is this something like my eighth grader could read? Probably. I wanted to write a book that my mother-in-law can read again because <laughs> she's very religious and she will not read books that have uh, cursing in them. Yeah. Like she's given me books where she she knew that the book was really good and she wanted to read it and she would white out the curse words in it. <laughs> and then if there got to be too many, she would just give up and give the book to me so I have a few of those. <laughs> And my first book was young adult, and I specifically wrote it so that she could read it. Mm -hmm. But she hasn't read any of my books since because I just told her, no, like you won't even get past the first page. So it's just best if you don't. She'll be happy again. Yeah, I think even if I get one and I just white out the curse words for her, it would be something that she could read. hilarious. Yeah. I told my dad he could not read my books when he finally found out that I had written them, and um, he has read them. Oh, man. Yeah. But I bet he was so proud of you. He's very proud of the person I am. Yes. I don't know if he's proud of those books, <laughs> but that's okay. I bet he's proud of them, even if, you know, I think the so. subject's not something he would Right. Necessarily pick up and read, but <laughs> well, let's do a fast five. Um, you ask questions and you answer them off the top of your head. Okay, I'll do my best. Favorite day of the week? Probably Saturday. That's the day that I get to spend all day with yeah. my husband and son. So Saturday. Last book you read and loved? I'm gonna give you a couple. Okay. Colleen's All Your Perfects. Yep. Falsum is on my list. Ooh. I have about five. Okay. Beth Flynn's Tethered Souls. Oh, I have not read that yet, and I love her. I love that woman. And then uh, Rebecca Donovan's yes. Knowing You. I loved mm-hmm. that. And I read Alison Santos for the first time this year, and her writing is just beautiful. And okay. she's a musician, so she writes mm. about musicians, and Limelight was one of my favorites this year, too. Okay. So that was not a short answer, but... No, that's Okay. <laughs> I wrote them all down. What is your go-to snack? (laughs) I work in an office downtown. The lady knows that that kind of stocks our little break room. They always have snacks out for (laughs) us, which is really nice. And she knows I love Fritos, so she always (laughs) makes sure there's a bag of Fritos in there. So that's probably it. If you could travel back or forward in time, where would you go? What time period? Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's hard because if you go back too far, <laughs> you're so, so funny. If I, this is one of the reasons I don't read historical fiction. Oh, yeah. Like people were so stinky and everything <laughs> stunk, I feel like. So I have trouble romanticizing mm-hmm. uh, like anything in the 16, 17, 1800s because I just feel like <laughs> it was filthy. <laughs> Your nose must work well. Yeah. See, my nose, I cannot smell. And so I would never even think of yeah, that. Yeah, I always think of uh, like body odor and that. Everyone must have just stunk. Yeah. So 
that sounds really horrible. So I don't think I'd want to go back to any of that purely for the (laughs) hygiene factor. And I don't think World War II time would have been a a good time, a great time to be alive. It just would have been sad and scary. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'd probably go forward in time. Okay. I mean, there were a lot of amazing things happening in the 60s in this country as far as changes, Um, racial equality and Mm -hmm. 70s, you know, like women's movement and stuff. I was alive for that, but I don't remember a lot of it, though my mom was like super career-driven mom, like this awesome role model for girl power. Really? So. Love that. I feel like I had that and it was just a given I thought everybody's mm-hmm. mom was just amazing like that and all girls were supposed to go out and be whatever they wanted to be and do whatever they wanted to do so that's so cool and so I'd probably go in the future like 50 years and mm-hmm. and see my son as an old man and yeah. see what's going on yeah what is your favorite tv series to binge on I think you is gonna be my yeah my favorite one right now because I was obsessed with you and Hidden Bodies. I've I've read them both, I think twice, and I've listened to the audio more than once. And the audio is amazing. They're is it? two of my okay. two of my favorite audiobooks. Okay. Um, but that first episode of the yeah series was great. Oh, so good. All right, that's fun. I think we should sing a song. Are you ready? Oh, we're gonna sing. I don't sing very well. That's okay. At all. I'm thinking a little Alanis Morissette. Okay. I I had Jagged Little Pill, so. You ought to know. Okay. And I think we should put our best Alanis voices on. Oh, my singing is horrible. I'm only going to do this because it's you, Willow, because I don't. Perfect. Even, I sing by myself in my car and that's it. I like the rough ones. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I'm here to remind Find you. you. Of the mess you You left left when you went away. It's not fair to deny me (laughs) of the cross I bear that you gave Gave to to me. me. You, you, you You ought ought to know. know. Okay, you're much better. (laughs) I'm I'm serious. I only sing for my husband and son in the car sometimes. Thank you for obliging of me. course you could probably ask me to do anything and I would do it <laughs> you asked me to so that was proof oh uh, <laughs> I love you so much oh I love you too I hope you have a wonderful day and that the writing just goes so great oh and you too yes same wishes for you right back <laughs> at you it's so good to talk to you and get to know you a little bit better I know we need to do this you know in person I agree sometime so I want to. Sounds good. Well, okay. Thank you again for doing this with me. You too. Thank you so much. Take care. All right. You too. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye. I am in love with her and I knew I would be. If you love this podcast, please share with your friends. Thanks so much for listening.